You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting Podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. In this podcast, the queen of manifesting herself, Kelly Walker, Kelly Walker, will teach you how to manifest everything you need to live your purpose at a higher level. And now, your queen, queen. Kelly Walker. Before we get started today, I want to tell you about the sponsor for this episode. Her name is Jamie Dancy, and she has been my friend for a few years. And she is awesome. And she has this company called Giant Taste Skinny Waist, where she makes treats for like literally every awesome diet. So keto, paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free. She has treats for all of those diets. And they're actually really good, even though they're super healthy. And you guys, I am the pickiest of all people when it comes to treats. And I like them. So that's saying a lot that I think they're good. So if you want a healthy treat that you could feed your kid and pronounce all the ingredients on the label, go to GiantTasteSkinnyWaste.com. You can order online or you can do DoorDash if you live in Salt Lake County. And you could even go pick them up locally if you want to in Salt Lake. So once again, GiantTasteSkinnyWaste.com. And right now she's doing keto cheesecake and pumpkin pies for the holidays. So check her out, GiantTasteSkinnyWaste.com. Today we are going to talk about imposter syndrome. And this topic is really fascinating to me because it holds so many people back from becoming the person they know they're supposed to be. And it's super, super common. And so I want to talk about it today. I want to tell you what it is about, what the symptoms are, what it feels like if you have it, why you might have it, and then some ways to deal with it. So let's start with what is imposter syndrome? And I like to say, in other words, am I too good to be true? Because that's what it is. It's when you feel like you are too good to be true. So do you ever feel like your success has just been a series of lucky breaks? <laughs> yeah, you're just in the right place at the right time. You were just lucky. And so that's all that happened, right? Or are you afraid that if you stand up and start leading the way for others, somebody is going to call you out and then you're going to be revealed as a fraud that doesn't really have the credentials or knowledge to be doing what you're doing? Or does putting yourself out there give you a vague feeling of fear and anxiety, even though you feel called to make a difference in the world and you're already succeeding on some scale? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then it is very likely that you are suffering from imposter syndrome. So it's been called a few other things, the imposter phenomenon, um, the imposter syndrome. It was first identified in 1978. <clears throat> there was a team of two researchers and they found first that high achieving High, sorry, high achieving women suffered from this weird thing where they never could accept their success as real. 
They can't take compliments. They can't ever rest because they are always worried that at any moment, somebody is going to find out that they're a big fake phony frog. So that was first discovered in 1978. Um, and it has just recently gained popularity again because I'm seeing it everywhere lately. So here's the definition. Um, I have two different ones that I like. I think they're both really good. So the first one is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Okay, that's the first definition. And then the second one I like is a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. I think that's a really good um, <clears throat> summary of what imposter syndrome is in one sentence. So guess what? If you have imposter syndrome, you are in good company because about 70% of Americans have it at some point to some degree. So you are definitely in the majority if you suffer from imposter syndrome. And as a coach or a mentor or a speaker, imposter syndrome can be a pretty big obstacle because people in those professions, we put ourselves out there every day to lead and to inspire and to encourage people. But if you really do gain success, you're going to get some negative feedback. You're going to get haters. So sometimes the the detractors and the negative comments that we're going to get eventually, if you're going to be successful, you're going to get that. Those make us want to shrink and hide. And you can't lead a movement. You can't change the world. You can't live your mission or your purpose if you're shrinking and hiding. So then you start to question if you're really even on the right path. Like maybe you were crazy to think you could change the world. Maybe you were delusional to think that your message is important. And maybe it would be better if you just stop being so dang visible all the time and start hiding out more often. So those are some really serious ramifications of suffering from imposter syndrome. Basically, it makes you hide your light. And that's not good for anyone. That's not good for you. It's not good for the people you were sent here to serve. And it's not good for the world. So a thing that makes it even worse <clears throat> is when a person has perfectionist tendencies. Now, I I do. I have perfectionist tendency, tendencies. They're not as bad as they used to be. But um, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. And if you have imposter syndrome, they're usually just wound together in this, you know, giant carpet of of issues and holdbacks and obstacles. So many people that have it have both. So if if anybody sees you make a mistake and you've got imposter syndrome and perfectionism, then like that's your biggest fear. You're scared that your whole reputation and all your credibility will instantly be destroyed if people find out that you're not perfect. Because with a perfectionist, 
it's all or nothing. If you reach even 99% of your goal, guess what? You think you failed. You dwell on the 1%. You beat yourself up over that 1%. When, oh my gosh, you just made it 99% of the way. I mean, that's amazing. That's a huge accomplishment. That's totally extraordinary. But if you're a perfectionist, it's completely ignorable because that 1% is so glaring to you that you can't let it go. You can't even celebrate anything that you've accomplished because you are obsessed over the 1% that made you fail. So heaven forbid you make a mistake that people find out about, that people hear about, or that people actually see you make in person. Because for a perfectionist, there is no recovering from a public mistake. Because guess what? You just proved to everybody that you were an imposter all along, right? So you can see how if you're a perfectionist with imposter syndrome, it is a double whammy. And man, it's powerful. It is a huge obstacle. So let's talk about what causes imposter syndrome. Um, According to the studies, they haven't found any definite causes yet, but there were several things that most of the people had in common. And the one I'm most interested in is childhood trauma. Now, remember, I've talked about belief breakthroughs before and how we develop, develop limiting beliefs. Because when we're children, the entire world revolves around us. That is our worldview. That's as much as our subconscious can comprehend. If anything bad happens, it's our fault. If anything good happens, we caused it. Everything is a result of our behaviors. Okay, so if you have childhood trauma, that means that you have a ton of things to blame yourself for. You caused all kinds of negative um, what, results and um, disasters and fights, divorces, who knows what. You've, you've built this proof up since you were a little kid that you caused trouble, that you make things fall apart, you make things worse. And that all starts when we're little and something bad happens around us, we don't understand it. And so our subconscious mind goes, oh, well, you obviously caused that. So you're a terrible person. Or you obviously caused that. So you're magic or whatever it is. So if we feel like we have been causing bad things to happen for our whole lives, of course we're going to have imposter syndrome because deep down we feel like a bad person. And if anything ever went right for us, there's no way we deserved that. There's no way we made something good happen because we've been causing disasters our whole lives. Do you see what I'm saying? If there's something good that you achieve in your life, it's a fluke. You just got lucky. You tricked people into thinking you were awesome. It doesn't mean that you did good. It means 
that external forces somehow combined to make you accidentally achieve something good. Or you somehow tricked people into thinking you're smarter or better than you are because they're giving you compliments when obviously you're just a big fake phony who only causes disasters. And you know what? This thinking, it is all subconscious. You're not thinking this consciously. It's subconscious programming that you've got running on a constant loop that unless you do belief breakthrough or do some kind of psychotherapy, you're going to keep running on the rest of your life. So it's not true, but you've been looking for evidence for it your whole life. So it seems absolutely undeniably true, whether it is or not. And I'm pretty sure I can always say it's not. Because people are not causing disasters everywhere they go for 50 years. That's just not realistic. So that is the definition of imposter syndrome and what it feels like. So we're going to take a little break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some ways to deal with imposter syndrome. So stick around and we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. Welcome back. And in today's episode, we are talking about imposter syndrome or the vague fear that you're going to be found out that you're just a big fake phony and that all your success is just luck or trickery. So in the first part, we talked about what it is, what it feels like, and what might cause it. And now we're going to talk about ways to deal with it, ways to overcome it. So I have um, several, I actually have quite a long list. We'll see how far we get. Um, And I will probably drop a link into the show notes to some really awesome articles I read so that you can look into it more if you're interested. So, um, first of all, it's really all in your head. So if you can counteract the thoughts when they come up with something better, then you're going to be rewriting that belief and arguing with your subconscious and saying, actually, no, that's a lie. Here's the truth about me. So maybe come up with a you know, a one or two sentence declaration that you can say to yourself whenever those thoughts come into your mind. So I like things like, um, well, I like, as you probably have heard, I like to say, I am a force of nature. So I say, my name is Kelly K. Walker, and I am a force of nature. I am divine, determined, and diligent, a valiant daughter of God and a queen in the making. So have something to counteract those thoughts when they come up. Something that you know is true. Something that makes you feel amazing about yourself. And don't take those thoughts as truth. Take them as stupid, wrong thoughts. And you don't have to adopt them as your truth. So argue with them. That's my number one. Argue with the negative thoughts that come up. Um... Second, talk about it to other people, because if 70% of people suffer from imposter syndrome, 
chances are you're going to find somebody pretty easily that also has it that you can talk to about. And they did a study where just talking about their feelings of imposter syndrome made a significant improvement in the um, the severity of the feelings of imposter syndrome in the study group. So literally just talk about it and be vulnerable. Remember, you don't have to look perfect all the time. You don't have to look 100% strong all the time. It's okay to admit that you're not firing on all cylinders all the time. It's okay to admit that you have doubts about yourself. And so open up, share your thoughts, share your feelings, connect with someone on a more uh, a deeper level and really, really connect and help each other because there's other people suffering from this too. So find a buddy, find a meetup group, <laughs> start a meetup group. You guys, meetups hilarious. I love it. They have the funniest groups on there. So start a meetup group for imposter syndrome. It's easy to find other people that have it because remember, seven out of 10 people you know suffer from it. Okay, this one I really like. Make a list of your failures and what went wrong. Because when you look at it analytically, scientifically, you can find the step that went awry in your process. So if you fail at something, trace your steps, see where it went wrong, and then analyze that one thing. Instead of believing that you're a bad person that can't ever have lasting success, instead you're scientifically analyzing the steps in your process so you can find where you messed up and you can change it. Next time, put in a new step, a new and improved step. So you will be learning, you will be detached emotionally from the failure and you will improve your behavior next time. So that was record your failures and analyze them. Now the next one's really cool. Record your successes and analyze them because you are discounting your successes as flukes or I just got lucky or I I mistakenly misled someone into thinking I'm amazing when I'm really not. So track your successes. What made them good? What did you do in the process to help make it happen? What preparation did you do? What training did you have? What education have you gone through? And find the proof that you actually succeeded because you did good or because you were smart or because you made a great decision. Okay. So track your failures, but then also track your successes and analyze both of them. Analyze where it went right and where it went wrong. So you're taking all the emotions out of it and you're being totally scientific about it. Um, what else? Ooh, separate your feelings from the actual facts of the matter. And doing the, doing the two steps I just said is really going to help that. So don't beat yourself up. Don't focus on the negative. Just look at things with a clinical eye and say, okay, what happened? What really happened here? And that's really going to help you. Um, let's see what else. 
focus on, um, focus on the positive changes you're making for other people. Focus on how you are helping other people and blessing their lives and, you know, feel humble and feel blessed and gratitude that your successes are actually making the world a better place. They are helping other people. They are bringing happiness and success to others. And that that is a worthy accomplishment. Um, oh, I really like to do this. I like to keep a testimonial file where I, I've gone in and taken testimonials people have sent me, reviews from my website, and I have turned them into a big poster. And so I see all of these awesome words that people have said about me with their names, and it helps me see that I do actually make a difference, and I have had some great success in spite of my fears of, you know, not being good enough, not living up to expectations. So make yourself a success file, proof, evidence, evidence that you're awesome and that you've helped people. Another thing is stop comparing yourself, especially if you've got the perfectionist tendencies, stop comparing yourself to other people. The only person you should ever compare yourself to is you like a month ago. Okay, so you're competing with yourself by improving your own performance and behaviors and attitudes and mindset from where you were previously. Okay, so everybody is at a different place in their journey. And I know that sounds super cliche, but cliches are there for a reason. It's true that everyone is in a different place on their journey. So you can't compare yourself to anyone else ever. It just doesn't work. Only compare yourself to yourself in the past. Okay. Um, be vulnerable. If you are on Facebook or Instagram or I don't know, a blog, talk about your feelings. Tell people what you're feeling. And man, you'll be surprised. People will open up to you. People will be drawn to you. They'll connect with you. And it will, it will improve your relationships with your audience, with yourself. You will feel more real. If you're not always trying to fake it, you're going to feel more real and authentic. And that's going to wipe out major imposter syndrome feelings. Because if you're being real, that's the opposite of being an imposter. So tell people what you're feeling. Put it out there. Be vocal about it. Share it with others. And don't be embarrassed. Don't be shamed. Remember, seven out of 10 people that you know have the same problem. So be vulnerable. Put it out there. And attract other people to you that that will also be interested in talking about this with you and overcoming it with you. Um, let's see, let's do one more because we are about out of time for today. Um, remember that when you make a mistake, it does not mean that you suck at your job. It does not mean you are a bad person. It does not mean that you're a big fake phony. It just means that you're human 
everybody makes mistakes and everybody feels bad about them and has a, an immediate urge to run and hide. But just know that everybody feels that mistakes are awesome opportunities for learning something new. When you make a mistake, especially in public, <laughs> analyze it, analyze the gift in it. But that's something I always try to focus on. When something bad happens, find the gift. Because nothing happens without a reason. So there's some reason you made that mistake. It's either to teach you something or to teach somebody else something. So figure out what the lesson is, what the gift is in that mistake and own it, especially own it. Don't try to hide it or cover it up or sweep it under the rug or lie about it. Just own it. When you make a mistake, just be like, wow, I so screwed up. Wow, you guys, that was like, that was so embarrassing. I, I am so in the wrong here. So, so, so my bad. And, you know, just own it. Say, hey, I did it. Yep, that was me. <laughs> and then move on with it. Forgive yourself. Let others forgive you. Learn from it. Find the gift and move on and be awesome as usual. All right, I have more things. Um, I will put a link in the show notes. You can go look at the awesome articles that I read to learn more about imposter syndrome yourself. So thanks for joining me today on the Queen of Manifesting and I will definitely put those links in. Also check the show notes for the link to my Facebook group, We Are Masters of Manifesting, where I do free manifesting training every mor Monday morning at 9.30 Mountain Time. Also my March cruise is reaching the registration deadline. So March 22nd through 29th of 2020, I am hosting a personal development University at Sea cruise. And so it is a seven night cruise on Royal Caribbean. We're sailing out of Miami. We're going to Cozumel, Jamaica, and Grand Cayman. No, Haiti. Haiti? <laughs> I have so many cruises, I'm not sure anymore. So definitely... Uh, Definitely Cozumel and Jamaica. And the third one's either Grand Cayman or Haiti. I will look that up. But um, look in the show notes for the link to that. It's going to be awesome. They, it's half full still, so you can still get in. The deadline for deposits, a $500 deposit for a cabin, is November 15th. And then the next, let's see... The next $500 is due December 15th, and then the rest of the payment is due January 15th. So it's $1,500 per person in a shared room. And then if you want to pay $100 extra, you can be in a room with a window. And if you want to pay $200 extra, you can be in a balcony. But we have speakers coming from all over the nation. It's going to be amazing. It's all personal development topics. You're going to leave a different person, you guys, and you're going to make some awesome friendships and you get to spend a week with me. You get to be part of the queendom in person and we're going to have so much fun. I have dinner every night for us scheduled in the big dining room. 
Uh, we're going to do a short excursion together, something that probably stretches our comfort zones a little bit. And we will have uh, lots of really fun classes to choose from. And at the end of the cruise, you get a diploma. How fun is that? Because, you know, university at sea. So um, go to the show notes for the link for that. Also, you could just go to my website, which is www.thequeenofmanifesting.com. And then you can just click on cruises and it will, it will show you uh, several of my cruises coming up. So that's it for today. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Uh, please leave me a review. Please subscribe. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Okay, well, that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, if you want to contact me, sign up for my course. If you have program ideas or anything at all you need to contact me about, my email is kelly at thequeenofmanifesting.com. And that is also my website, www.thequeenofmanifesting.com. So you can also contact me there. There's a contact form at the bottom. So I try to make it pretty easy to get a hold of me. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your awesome reviews. And if you haven't left a review yet, if you feel inclined, please do. Five-star reviews are super welcome. And I love to hear your feedback. So everybody have an awesome day. And I will talk to you on the next episode.